Hello, I'm Jennifer Hill, and it is such a pleasure to have you here with us for another episode of Conversations for Consciousness here on Awake TV Network. I'm so happy that you're tuning in, and if this is the first time that you're tuning into this show, I would love to share with you a little bit about why we host this show week in and week out. The show is for consciousness. It is conversations for our consciousness, how we perceive things, and how we can use our consciousness to shift the world and ourselves. And today is going to be no different than with our incredible guest who's joining us here today, Eliyahu Jian. Eliyahu is a famous, world-famous palm reader, face reader, speaker, author, <laughs> advisor to some of the top celebrities and leaders in the world. He even wrote a recent book called The Laughing Billionaire, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about today, and has helped train leaders from around the world on helping fulfill their purpose. And he's recently co-founded in the last several years, Vital Transformation, where he helps people with their transformation. Eliyahu, it's such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. It's so sweet, Jennifer, to have me with you. Thank you. Yes, and I was telling Eliyahu offline, it's so funny, the conversations that we have before we go on are so juicy that I just want to squeeze up <laughs> the episode so we can get started. And so something that I thought would be a fascinating topic that we've never talked about, to my knowledge, on the network, let alone on this show, is what Eliyahu is an expert at. And that's the concept of face reading. Now, Eliyahu, if you could share with us a little bit about this. This is such an interesting area, and I love the consciousness behind this because we don't even realize that there's so much more than meets the eye, whether it's our face, our palms. Can you share with us a little bit about how you learn this, how you apply it in the world? Of course. I mean, first, um, I mean, the background of my family, they come from a family of uh, mystical from uh, North Africa, actually. And they were dealing with more removing spells and magic. Uh, so they were not so involved with the palm and face reading. So actually the palm reading I discovered when I was 17, uh, my sister wrote, uh, basically not wrote, uh, bought a book. She gets scared for what she read. And I happened to read it, you know, and I was fascinating. And then I get to the subject more and more and more. And uh, then I start studying the, the face reading as well. But I studied, you know, when you are more 17, you studied oh, more the ego to impress people. It's cool for the party, you know people and blah, blah. I didn't know that I would become an advisor using those tools. Uh, and my first lecture was actually in 1991 uh, in New York City. Uh, and uh, I was, I, actually, I wrote that lecture for somebody else, for another teacher, and then the other teacher gets scared. The information was too many pieces, and he asked me, he said, no, I'm, I'm not teaching it. So what do you mean? I'm, I'm just a writer. I'm not a teacher. And then I find myself in front of a crowd. The TV show up. The radio show up. It was in New York City. So I was very nervous. I, I born in Israel. English is not my first language. I cannot explain those kind of terms in English. And I found myself have to speak in front of radios, TV, newspaper, magazine, and 200 people that all New Yorkers, strong New Yorker. And uh, uh, I didn't think it went well. I guess people thought it went well. It was too much information. And then people start signing to meet with me. And I say, I'm not doing this kind of thing. I'm just a writer. <laughs> and I'm just, that's it. And then they push it. The Yorker push it. And I remember my first client, I even remember her name. We're still in touch. Her name is Melissa. Uh, we know each other for 30 years. 
And uh, she is the one who pushed it to happen. So I started reading people and that's it. I mean, the, I was single and, you know, traveling the world or with this method. And if, if you look at the face of a person, I mean, everybody reads faces. We just don't know we read faces. We all know how to read, you know. I have a dog. I mean, my dog reads faces too. I mean, he looks at the faces, you know, and if he doesn't like, he doesn't like. Uh, babies, by the way, read faces, unbelievable. Uh, of course, there's technology of how to do it. There's the method, what what first, what second. So the face is divided. Uh, do you want me to go to details or leave it alone? I would love it. I find this is such a fascinating topic because it does deal with our consciousness. There's all these things that we don't even realize that we're assessing. Yeah. And things that I read a book on it years ago, as I was mentioning to you offline. And ever since then, I've been really, my interest has been piqued and I'm fascinated by the <clears> subject because I think it's something we can all do. And I, I don't know about you, Eliyahu, I think it's important to give the caveat is to use it as a guidepost, just like our exactly. Exactly. lines. It's not to say something or someone is definitively that way. Exactly. It's just meant to be like red light, green light, or slow down, yes. speed up, you know, one of those signs. Yes. Yes, so so it is it is give you a, a great amount of clarity about what you're dealing with, but at the same time, I want to mention to the audience that things change. Meaning, if you change, if you decided to spiritually change, uh, consciously change. Let's say if you climb, what I tell my student, if you climb from being oblivious into being aware, that things change the face. That things change the hand. Uh, so, for example, in the face, you have your forehead. The forehead is actually the TV of the individual. You can read in the forward how many lifetime. You can read actually letters there, but that's for master. Uh, you can read if that person is good for you for a relationship or not. Immediately, you know on the forward. So in the forward, you actually have all the secret. The location of the ears, uh, uh, too close here, up, down, uh, you know, tell a lot about the person, balance, and the nose, tell a person money, and how they spend the money, what they're gonna do. Uh, the eyes change every day. So they can, you can see if the person have an anger issue or sexual issue, it's all in the eyes, in the pupil, in the color, in the white of the eyes, the eyebrow, um, uh, the shape of the nose. Even if a person did surgery, for example, there's other part of the faces that you can read. And uh, you have the lips, the upper lips. I mean, uh, uh, even by Chinese, you know, Chinese teach a wisdom called sign mind. The sign mind is the face reading according to Chinese. So there is a lot of information that you can get from there. So the upper lips is, according to Chinese, is basically the part of the stomach. The lower lips is, is basically the colon. So it, it can tell you a lot when I do, for example, healing on people, I look at the lips, I have to analyze what I'm dealing with. You know, the earlobe, having earlobe, not having earlobe, all the things, the shape of the face, is it long, is it round? Everything means something. Now, but the question is why? So when you said the word face in Hebrew, you said panim. Panim is the same, the same words as internal. So primi, meaning internal, panim in face. So if you want to know about the internal, meaning the spiritual internal of the person, you actually look at the, at the uh, face. And the, the palm reading, the palm change all the time. In India, when they read the palm, they, they read a lot of time the thumb. The thumb is a very major part of the personality because in Kabbalah, the thumb, considered to be the ketter, the crown. So that's a major, major behavior of the human being. You know, when you talk to people, you have to see how they move the thumb, are they hiding the thumb. So when I used to uh, teach, in, there is a model agency in, uh, in New York 
says to tell the models not to put, not to hide their thumb. They used to have an issue when they take a picture like that. And I used to work with the photographer. And so tell them, you gotta take the thumb out. So most of the models that I work with, or singer or celebrity, you can see always the thumb is out. After I talk to them, I said, don't put the thumb, because the thumb represents yourself. So if you hide it like that, that's when you're afraid, you're nervous, you're insecure, or you lie. So let's say if you're going on a date, and you ask somebody something, and they say, of course, and they do that, while you say, of course, they lie. Very, very simple thing, because that means I'm hiding, I'm afraid, I'm nervous. Uh, you ask the kids, did you eat the cheesecake? And they say no, and they do that. They're afraid. So, or they hide it, or they put it inside the jeans. So the body has language because the body is basically a manifestation of the consciousness. It's a manifestation of the soul. So the vibration is coming in three levels. There's vibration that come from the almost non-physical at all. Then it's coming to the voice consciousness. Then it's coming to the bridge between the bridge between the physical and the spiritual. Those are the three levels of the consciousness uh, and when it's manifest into the body the body as a language as well you know so people sometimes get scared because when they go to palm and palm reader or astrologer they tell them they're gonna die they're gonna get sick well i wanted you to know it's not true because nobody can tell you what the future will bring we we can tell what it's gonna happen if you don't change. This we can tell. So, so when I see people, I usually look to the ages. So let's say yesterday I saw a, a lady from uh, uh, Lima, Peru, with a wonderful uh, new boyfriend. <clears throat> so uh, I had to look at their hand because they were going through something. And as I'm reading everything, they, she gets scared because her lifeline is too short. So I explained to her how to fix it. Everything is fixable. So people don't come to see me just for reading, they come to see how can they fix what's written. And all of us can fix it, all of us. I love this. Yeah. Okay, Leon, I have to pause for a moment here. I'm kind of peeking out on this. We've been doing this series with Deepak Chopra and Don Hoffman here on the network about consciousness and conversations about what's real, what's not real. And in one of the episodes, we were even talking about how with people with dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality, you can have somebody in one personality who's allergic to orange juice and another personality they're not, or in one personality blue eyes and another personality brown eyes. And I think it all ties into what you're speaking about is that there's so many ways that our consciousness is being made manifest physically on our body. And yeah. it just, it all has to do with how do we perceive <clears throat> ourselves? Do we love ourselves? Do we hate ourselves? I, you know, the anger thing is so fascinating. So can you share with us, I, I'm totally geeking out right now. I love this topic. Can you share with us some more ways, like the thumb thing? I've never heard of that before about it being yourself. What else could you tell us about face reading or body reading that we might not be aware of? I mean, uh, for example, um, you know, big lips, people, people uh, without, without cosmetic, if they're born yeah. with big lips. Okay, so those people like to talk. So, so, so they like to talk. Now, what, what is the lips exactly? I mean, if you study the lips, it's basically, it's part of the neck. I mean, according to the old study 2000 years ago, and basically the neck is one unit with the mouse. So they don't look at the mouse as the mouse. They look at the mouse as basically, it doesn't sound pretty, but it's like a, a cut in the neck. So it's almost like the cutting in the neck and that's how you talk. So the, the voice is coming from your neck, from your throat. That is how the voice. So in the mouse, in the neck, there is basically five 
level of consciousness. I'm not going to go to details. Uh, uh, the gum, uh, the teeth, the roof of the mouth, uh, the throat, and and basically the, the the did I say five now? Did I say the teeth, the lips, uh, the yeah. roof of the mouth, the throat? Uh, you said the gums. And the gum, yes, and the gum. So the, this is the five level of consciousness that releasing the voice. So when you're releasing the voice, the voice can be sound like ah, or you can cut the voice into words like I am, how are you? So when I speak, basically I'm cutting those sound. Now what is a sound? Is the sound was created before I talk or the sound has been created by me talking? Well, it's, it's a little deep between the words already here they just have to be carried in the right way. And I, I know it's a little bit off uh, and above the cloud, but try to imagine that everything is already here. Everything is done. It's over, but it's also begin. So it's kind of the beginning and the end is known. Uh, in the middle is known, but we still play like we don't know what's going on. So it, it's kind of an illusion, this physical universe. It's, it's a bit of an illusion, but it's not because I'm experiencing it within my body. I cannot say my body is an illusion because then there is no body. So all of those things, when we look at life, you, first I'm, I'm addressing the concept of consciousness. So consciousness come in, in many levels. I mean, the major level are three. One is what we call neshama, the, the total uh, levels that just the mind can relate to. Then the conversation, that's the mouth, the conversation, that's one level down, which is not physical, but it's some air that come out of your mouth and then we're coming to the physical expression of the soul which is coming to the skin and the body and the inner organ and the external organ when we come to that level that level is what you're reading now to read the other two level that's you need more than face and palm you need more to know more so you can read the person and the, and the, and the art of reading people is basically not to tell everything i know it sounds crazy because uh, I have experience as being more silly and young and single. I was traveling to Canada and uh, and one time I, I had a meeting and I told that woman she was trying to get pregnant and have children. And I was a little bit too honest, which was maybe wrong, maybe right, I don't know. And uh, when I told her the truth um, on the way out of my office, she fainted. And she was rushed to the hospital. Her husband uh, was about 6'2". Uh, he came with two by four and he explained that he want to have a private meeting with me. And that that was scary for me. I was afraid. I was in Toronto, Canada. So uh, six months later when we meet, everything was okay. They actually come and hug me and uh, they become, they're still my friend. And they told me that she finally got pregnant. Uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened. I only remember that I penetrated something very heavy for her. She went to some severe abuse as a, as a child, and uh, I basically removed the layer for that to come out. So it wasn't good, but it was good. They they look at it like yeah, you understand. It was good. So when I look at her palm, I saw that she's lying, but her lie is not is not bad lie it's a lie that cover up the pain sometimes we lie because the pain is tremendous so what you do you create all truth for yourself it's much easier to deal with it and like today i wouldn't do it you know i wouldn't do it to people i learned my lesson i don't want two by four chasing me 
uh, I cannot run as fast as I used to run then. So, <laughs> so for that reason. So when we talk about lips, for example, as people who like to talk, so big lips like to talk, thin lips keep secret, but don't like to talk, lack of passion. So the lips represent passion. So you want to go out with somebody who has passion, big lips, always passion, but don't tell them all your secret because it's not going to stay with them only. So, uh, so the nose, the nose is the money. So not all big nose keep the money. Big nose make money. But if the nose draw is big, that's when the money going to go to the, to the garbage. It's not going to stay. So people with the big nose who see me, I said to him, okay, you can make money, but somebody else has to manage the money. You cannot manage your own money. You know, the okay. eyes, the eyes. I want to ask you though about that. So you said somebody with a big nose can make money, but not manage it? Not manage it. Meaning, for example, if you see the nose of, uh, I give you a few people, uh, Onassis, uh, Charlie Chaplin, uh, Madame Teresa, uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, uh, those people have a very unique nose. It's very meaty. And in the bottom, it's, it's, uh, you can pull it down. And the nostrils are not big. They, they close a little bit. So that's when they're going to keep their money because the flow of the money is in the nose. Uh, how much money? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very important. Very important that the nose is, is how you keep the money, what you're going to do with the money. So I advise people when I see them, so let's say I have a guy who works in an edge fund. Uh, it's pretty big. Uh, uh, and I told him, listen, would I advise you not to keep the money in your domain? Please give it to a money manager because you're not going to. So he was insulted. But then he called me two years later and said, okay, you're right. Now what do I do? I said, let's, let's find somebody who's smart enough to manage money. I don't know how to manage money. But if you find a person, I think that, that can be doing well. So, so when you look at people, let's say women who go on a date, men go on a date, they send me the picture, tell me, yeah, what do you do? Or people who need to hire people. So they send me the whole hiring. So uh, next week I have to have a meeting with that hedge uh, fund that hire 15 people. And they send me all the picture or the date of birth, the astrological chart. So I have to go through that few hours to see, not the bad, but how do we work with them? You know, this one is too sensitive. Please go easy. This one's strong. They like to be pushed. So, and also with children. So you work with children. You need to know what's, what you're dealing with. Just with children, they change. So the face change, the palm change, because children are much faster to adapt and to change because they have no fear. The one thing human beings develop in their life and destroy the consciousness is fear. Fear is the only thing that can actually destroy you. The only thing. Nothing else can destroy you as much as fear. And we all have fear. Some of them are healthy, some of them are not so healthy. So when you look at the person forward, for example, there is those lines, what we call wrinkle. So a lot of people that I try to eliminate them, they do Botox uh, because they believe that's what age. But you should see when a baby is born, they're born with wrinkles. They're born with wrinkles on the forehead, specifically on the forehead. So they show you actually when they're born, where they came from, how many lifetime, if you believe in reincarnation, what they're doing here, you know? So there is so much, you know, long eyelashes, super sensitive people, and people who are usually born uh, in a full moon. People born around the full moon usually have long eyelashes. Hmm. Or, in the, or in the beginning of the moon. So the moon affecting it a lot. So people with a long uh, pinky finger. Uh, so yesterday I had a session with somebody with a long pinky finger. I said, right away, go to public speaking or go to radio or go to politics. Because when you have a long pinky finger, the pinky finger represents mercury. So the mercury... Is, is that that finger. The finger next to it is Apollo, the sun. So this is the, the acting. 
you know, the finger next to it, the Saturn, the, the, the middle finger, the Saturn. So the, the Saturn has to do with your you, the personality. So Saturn has to be always the longer finger in your hand. Some people don't have it. Some people have it uh, shoulder. That means there's mental disturbances uh, in their mind. So, so for example, when I look at people, and I, I used to work in a rehab place and also mental uh, facilities where uh, I volunteers and it was tough. I enjoyed it, but it was not easy. But I had to do it for me as to go volunteers to see it for my own good. And uh, I study a lot. I mean, first, uh, uh, you, you talk about mental issues that people sometimes have. Uh, I believe when people have mental issues, it's because they have two spirits sitting in the same body that don't get along. And my job is when they come to see me is how to ask one of the spirit either to leave or either to learn to work together. So it's all type of work that uh, has called technology to it. It's not go by feeling. I cannot trust my feeling when I go to help a person. I can trust a technology that, it's, that is basically perfectly uh, put together. And I've been pushed in the last year to put the book with all those details together. I think it's boring. Please, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I love this. I'm totally intrigued. I know for me, Eliyahu, it's funny. I used to run a recruiting firm and there was something weird that I could do where I could look at somebody's picture and I could tell you about a person. And I don't know why, but it, for me, it was always in the eyes. For some reason, I have yeah, always... The eyes. The eyes, the eyes. so much about a person. And even if I look back at photos of myself when I was younger, I was very unplaced yeah. and unbalanced. And my God, if you look at pictures of my 22-year-old self, like I would not be friends with her back then. <laughs> you know, but as we evolve, I, I love what you're talking about here too, is that it's not an end all be all. It's not like, okay, you have a short middle finger and you're going to have mental issues. It's like, okay, you work on yourself and you do the hard yeah. things. Yeah. And the more yeah. you do the things that are hard for you and you expand and you expand, that's where yeah. your consciousness expands. Yeah. And then you can yes. begin to paint your reality, whether yeah. it's your physical features or how yes. it is with your life or have money yes. or yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For for example, the, the forehead is divided to three. So the the bottom level of the forehead, which is next to the eyebrow, uh, represents intuition. So if that's bulging out, you're blessed with intuition. Everybody's happy. Oh my God, I have intuition. That's wonderful. But intuition, I mean, it's not it's not like uh, people get too excited about intuition. Intuition means that you feel people only at the moment. It doesn't mean that you're going to know the future. You only sense the time now. But if in two hours they are behaving different, you would never know. So intuition is only good for the present. It's not good to know the future. And many people get confused between intuition. The second part is your memory. It's in the middle between the upper, you know, whatever bulge stronger. So the second part is the memory. How good is your memory? And the upper part is basically your logic. So, of course, people who are born with forehead, which is round both sides, blessed with three of them. People who have, let's say, a hole in the middle and like my case. So the memory is not the best, but the logic is strong and the intuition is strong. So every person is different blessing. You gotta recognize what you're good at and take it to where it needs to go. So so when you use astrology with that, then you can read all the finger because every finger represents different planets. You know, Mercury, the Sun, Saturn, uh, Jupiter, Venus. So then you look at the hand like, wow, this is an all new thing. So uh, when people are going on a date and they come to see me and they say, well, we want to meet somebody who's very passionate. 
so they send me some pictures because when they, on a dating site, I guess there is pictures and they send me different pictures. So I said, I need their, I need their hand picture if you don't mind. And they laugh and say, they don't have hands, they have face, Eliyahu. I said, well, I, if you don't mind, I need, I need that part because that is Venus and Venus is love. I need to see how they're doing in the area of love. And they, is this, is this is like a pillow? Is it flat? Because then you know, if you want somebody passionate, you need to have a pillow there. You need to have a strong pillow. If it's flat, it's going to be flat relationship. It's going to be nice. You know, reading the paper on Sunday and blah, blah, blah. But it's not going to be passionate. It's going to be nice, you know? So every, every person born now, how is it change? How long it take to change? So yes, great question. When, you, when you change, it take about uh, seven years maximum for the change on the face. And uh, on the hand, it can take 40 days. So the hand is faster. So if you want to read people, the hands actually show you immediate situation of change. Like 40 days, everything starts to change uh, when you start working on yourself. And what is working on yourself look like? It's two aspects is how can you hold yourself from doing what you want to do, what I call the true freedom. The true freedom is not when you do what you want and when you're capable not to do what you want. That's a true freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to change. And a second thing is to do with excitement what is the right thing to do. That is the two method of change. So some can people I can I pause you and have you say those again. I think that's so important okay. and you're too passionate okay. and you quickly that I want to be sure that lands for people. Of course. Of course. So, so it, it, when when it's come to transformation, when it's come to a change of, of the, the spirit, the soul, uh, it depends on two things. Is one is holding myself back from doing what I want to do, what I call true freedom. And the reason I call it true freedom is simple because people define freedom as I do whatever I want. No, mm -hmm. freedom is when you're capable to do not whatever you want. That's a real freedom. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the change is to be excited about doing the right thing. You know, to be excited because everybody doing the right thing, but how excited you are to do the right thing, that's, that's define you as, you know, you do. You give charity. Are you happy? Oh, I'm miserable, but I'm doing it. Uh, I'm helping the old lady, to, and I'm feeding people in the old day job. Are you happy? No, I'm miserable. So that's the final. You're not going to change if you do good things without excitement, and you're not going to change if you just do whatever you want. You know, let's say I love food. You know, food is my maybe my addiction. I can say. So if I'm not controlling myself from eating, you know, uh, that's not. I eat freely, <laughs> but it's not. It's the food is eating me. I'm not eating the food. I'm not in control of my spirit, of myself. And that part is where change takes place. Everybody have an area in their life. Some people don't know how to shut up. Some people don't know how to speak. You know, so what's right? There's no right. We're born different. So we can have part of the puzzle. That's what's beautiful about humanity. Humanity is so gorgeous, so beautiful. There's nothing more beautiful than humanity because we are different. Even the wicked people, the good people, they, they mix because the good need to teach the wicked how to behave. The wicked need to teach the good one how to desire. The sad have to teach us how to be serious. The, 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 the happy have to teach the sad how to be happy. We, we need each other. So there's no wrong. There's never going to be wrong in the universe. There's in and yang. There's always completing. And when you come to terms with yourself with that, that the wrong and the right is actually the same, mm. it's it's become uh, not so bad. You know, you look at life, you know, I don't know how many of us like me grew up with the parents. My parents were not absolutely uh, emotional. 
great people. They did everything for us as a family, but the emotions will not be shared. We were like, because uh, my father grew up as an orphan. He grew up in Sicily and my mother grew up in Israel. So somehow the feeling was not there. Don't know why. So it was no emotion. So to say I love you was weird. To hug was weird. I thought that was the normal, by the way, until I left the house. And then when 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 my girlfriend tell me, I miss you, I love you, I said, we don't know each other that well yet. You cannot say, I miss you or I love you. You can use those words. And I didn't know I'm sick. I thought she was sick. She's, she's, she's saying it too soon. So, But all of us kind of meet each other in the middle. And I believe that's the real consciousness that's needed. So where is the reading play a role in that is when you look at people, uh, you can tell what they can handle and what they can't. And you can just say it. And, and if you did say it, um, maybe that mistake has a reason too. You know, everything is flow, but we can't doubt the beautiful flow of the physical universe and the spiritual universe. And even if people have a bad intention, and the negative people, there is a reason for them too. It's your test. When I meet the wrong people in my life, that's the best thing that ever happened to me because the mm. wrong people shape my path too. They, they tell me what not to do. So if my parents have never been silly with me, I'm very silly with my kids. I laugh with them, I'm, we have a good time with them. So it's, it's good that it happened to me so I can, I can learn, you know? So there's no mistake. I, I don't believe there is, a, there is a mistake and, and if, if people, uh, I'm working with a, with a doctor who is one of the top in our country uh, to dealing with a, a burning patient. It's very, very, it's very tough to watch. It's uh, people that have been uh, burned severely, uh, you know, in, in the body, all over the body. And uh, um, I'm not playing a big role there. I'm just, they, if they need me to motivate them to believe that it's going to be hope because some of those procedures take two years you should see that what this doctor is doing is one of the top i don't know if you want me to mention his name i want to but uh, yeah, you he's, he's, i didn't ask his permission but he's oh. like unbelievable uh, what he does with with patient even taking uh people that were uh in the middle of a war in, in afghanistan and uh, burn uh, girls and ladies and and he, he fixed them two to three years. I mean, he have a facility which is part of what he does is a non-profit helping women and um, when I met him I was so fascinated but he told me that next part is to build them up from inside. You know, the outside look good but now how do we build? So that's why you see a lot of plastic surgery that women are doing and they still don't feel uh, I think Louise Hay was the one who said it once. Louise Hay is the one who said that that even if you do all the plastic surgery, you gotta do also something on the inside. You know? Yeah. I love that. You know, it's funny, Eliyahu, and what you were sharing, you reminded me of your beautiful and incredible wife, Debbie, uh, when oh. she was a teacher years ago. I still use this phrase she taught me. She said, Jen, if you see a thing as good, it becomes good. If you see a thing as bad, it becomes bad. So what's the harm in looking for the good in something or someone? And to your point, Eliyahu, I think that applies to us as human beings or to like a circumstances or anything like that. I think it all kind of ties in together. So 
I love that. And I could talk to you for hours. I think we're going to have to have you on for another show. <laughs> having you on the coalition as well. So tell people, where can they find out about you, your services, Vital Transformation? Of course. Of course. I mean, I mean right now, services, we, we do it sometimes in the street. We meditate in the street and we pray in the street. We don't let, uh, we keep social distances. And I'm sorry for that. But we do already. We were the first one in uh, Los Angeles, California to basically do meditation and pray in the street. We were the first one actually to do that. I offered it to all my neighbors in the street. I said, would you be okay if I put a table out there and we start something? We know, and we're still doing it actually uh, from the beginning of March. We're still uh, doing it. And um, uh, where you can find me, you can find me on vitaltransformation.org. And uh, the lectures are for free. Go enjoy yourself. Uh, there's more than 400 hours of lecture. Try, please, not to start with the deep part. Please, please don't. Go to the simple about happy and power. And that's that's what I want you to be into because if you go deep, you need to talk to a teacher, to talk to us, to make sure you, you've been guided correctly. But if you want to do it, I mean, I would not listen to me if, if I was the young version of me. I would just go to the deepest part. So how can I set you to do something I wouldn't do? So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm still telling you that's the best way to do it slowly. Don't go fast. Don't do too many lectures in a day, please. And, uh, and, and that's, that's about Facebook it. Too? Don't you have a pretty good Facebook following? I'm not sure if you have room for more friends or not, but I know that you do a lot of great events yes. on Facebook as well. Yeah, we do, we do Zoom. We do Facebook. Uh, two days ago, we did... Uh, it was people from all over the world listening to uh, uh, speeches. You can get it, actually. We have the recording. You can get it uh, on relationship, uh, how to build soulmate awareness, uh, which is coming from two frequencies. One frequency is what you already know, and what you, second is what you don't know. So I gave, I gave a lecture on that, and we have a lot of crowds on North America, South America, London also, uh, Israel, and uh, Far East. So it was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. So people come. I mean, we try to do as much as we can for free because we know that everybody want to be spiritual, but it's sometimes very difficult to afford. I understand that pain. So we want to make sure whatever we can to give uh, to people that they can afford it, we want to make sure it's available. That's that's what we do. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eliyahu. I know I'm just lit up. This was so much fun to have this conversation and to gain new wisdom. I, I love the attitude with which you shared. And to your point earlier, it's not good or bad. It doesn't have to be a big, heavy thing. It's an opportunity for our growth. So uh, I invite people not to get stuck in, ooh, I do or I don't have a big nose, <laughs> big lips. It's something you get to play with. I mean, I remember a friend of mine, one of the first people who introduced me to anything spiritual years ago. I was 22. She was my masseuse, Natalia um, Partonpek. And she said to me, she said, Jen, I wanted to have like those little lines on the side of my body. And she had had a daughter already who was six years old. And so she said, rather than working out, which by the way, I'm not advising, but she said, I visualized having the body I wanted and I'll be darned. I mean, here was this woman who had a six-year-old daughter. She was in great shape, looked fabulous. And I tell people that all the time. Visualize what you want and put the work into it. This everything is birthed in consciousness. Even this conversation exists only in our consciousness. So play with that, everybody. Take this out in the world and figure out how to play with the consciousness you have. Play with the body, the face, the lips create not only the body and the face you want but the life you want that's what this is all about so thank you so much Eliyahu. thank you so much jennifer
Happy Thank you. Day. You have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. And uh, blessings to everybody out there tuning in. And do look out. Eliyahu will be joining us later in the year for our Coalition for Global Unity. We have other world leaders such as Deepak Chopra, Dr. Roland McCready, and many others who are joining us over the next 52 weeks for free global meditations every Monday right here on AwakeTVNetwork.live. So thank you so much, everybody, and have a safe, happy, and healthy rest of your week. Thank you.